0: Bokar Tov, Today's daf is daf Mem Zayin in Git Nazimulim for a fortune for Lozhe Ruma and Yosef Re'al B'chayi Michal, and for the Neshama of? Hanuk Ben Yosef. Hanuch Ben Yosef. Shom Shef Ben Aliyeh. Today, Yud Gimel. Yud Gimel Tamos is his York side. Okay, so we're at about... In the eight-line line, down on the page of Mem Zayim Ra'al. Reshlakash, you know, was a uh, highwayman, a bandit. And later on, uh, Rabbi Yochanan was makar of him and gave him a sister in marriage. But when he was young and he was still a bandit, he was a tough guy. So Reshlakash, he sold himself over to the Lidoi. Lidoi were cannibals. He had him at the end of yesterday's da. Why did he sell himself to cannibals? Because he wanted to beat them up. He wanted to kill them. Words, he wanted to uh, get rid of that uh, sect, that group of uh, uh, people eating... A uh, 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 people eating gear, guys, and uh, he wanted to. So he made it. He sold himself over to the to them, and Chaisa because he took with himself a weapon. What did he take? He took a a little bag or a vial of some sort, a little bottle with the son and like a rock inside, a heavy a heavy metal or stone item, and he was going to use that. Look, you know, looked like he looked like these Arabs. You ever see the Arabs coming in the morning? They always have their little. A little bag from the makola a little plastic bag with their food. You know, they're always—that's how you could tell they're always the same. So he had a little bag with him. It looked like he had his lunch, but it was really a weapon. uh Amar Gamira, he said, like, I guess Gamira of us they all know that. You know, everybody knows that the cannibals are eventually going to eat the guy. They're going to kill him. So they know that. You know, the last thing they're going to kill you. Call the boy minayu, abdile. whatever you want. They could do. It's like we have this. This tradition is is a long tradition. And uh, capital on, on uh, when people are are killed on death row, the last day they give them whatever meal they want, you know, steak and French fries, whatever. They get whatever they want. So So that they show, show you, you should ration, and so they should be mochel. You, know, you give him whatever he wants. So should be so he should mochel for the blood that you're going for the blood that uh, they're going to take his blood. They're going to kill him. So mochel for that. Another example. The Aruch here is that, that if he's if he goes out in a good mood because he just got his last wish, his blood will be a little sweeter. When they taste it, it's like, you know, making the food better. Anyway, Yuma Basra, the last day when they were going to kill him, said, What's your wish? What would you like? You know, you get your last wish. Amaleh told them, I'd like to tie you all up. I want all these guys to be tied up. And sit down. Okay. And I want you to be tied up and sit down. Every one of you, I'm Chaisu Palga. I'd like to give you one and a half blows of my bag over here. I got this bag, and I like to hit each one of you one and a half times. That's what I like to do. Okay, that's his last wish. You have to grant his last wish. So he tied them all up, was finished, and he sat them down. Each one of them. As soon as he gave him one blow, the guy was, uh, you know, he passed out. As soon as he gave him one blow, he knocked them out, like they were unconscious. One of them, or the last one, whatever. One of them, or maybe the first one. It's not clear. One of them, like grimaced, like you know, he was he was so hurt that he like looked like he was smiling. He grimaced. You're laughing at me. said to him, "I still have one half a blow for coming to you because you all agreed to get one and a half blows, right? One hard one and then a little one, right? So you're laughing at me." I said killers, he killed them all that way. He knocked them all out and he killed them. So that's that was his last wish. His last wish was to enable him to kill them all. Nothing. He went out to Asa, came. he sat he ate and drank all day, whatever he wanted. This is again in his early days before he became a chose So he sat and he ate and drank all day. his daughter said to him, "Lo Boss you you're so big you don't want something to rest on, to sit on. I'm a little bit krisy uh, curry. My big belly—that's my pillow. That's all I need. I lay down on my on my uh, on my stomach, and that's good enough for me. When he died, now this is when he died it was of course later on after he had done chuba. and uh, Shabak, There was a story of that Mishlakesh had left something over as a Yerusha. Mishlakesh said, "Oh, you're a fool! You know you leave over a pot of lentils or a little bit of saffron." Or really, Gemara says whatever you leave over. In other words, we all know that. The fights in families usually break out when the father dies and the mother dies and the Arusha has to be split up and people start making claims. I took care of him, you took care of him, was my money, the business, I did the business, you did the business, you know, but is that The ones where there's no money, there's no fights, right? When they leave right. over the money. The problem is, of course, timing your death with the with the end of the money, right? Either the money runs out too early or runs out too late. So that's the idea. Like, he left over a, a, a measure of saffron. That's all he left over. And he called about himself. He left. They left their wealth to others. In other words, like it's better not to leave anything over to consume it all in your lifetime. That was a little story with Rish Lakish. His earlier life and his later life. After he became a chazak b'tzuba. Now in Eretz Israel, we know the land has kedusha. Okay, there's a machlokas, certainly Ushalayim in the basement, Ushalayim, and uh, the rest of Eretz Yisrael, possibly, possibly not, uh, you know, that the rest of Eretz wasn't Ushayim, but that's a machlokas, certainly Eretz Yisrael has a Kedushah, may not have the same Kedushah originally, but it has a Kedushah. So what about giving Bikurim? So let's say you sell your field in Eretz Yisrael to Goyim. People need money, they sell their field. So the gershonah mission is or maybe men of You still have to buy back from the Bikurim. Bikurim is a fee of on the on the on the field, right? Where is the field? And as we'll see, the shaila is: Do you have to? Uh, does the field still retain its kedusha even after it was sold? So the mission says you have to buy back Bikurim ne'tikanu olam because if What what is on me? Many times tikanu me means simply we call it the benefit of society. Uh, you know for um, you know, just the things should be better. What do we mean over here? So here Rashi tells me, get is So you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be accustomed to selling fields to goyim. We don't want them to have a, 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 a you know, a, a, a hold on the, on the, on part of Eretz So we don't, we, we want to discourage selling your land. Sometimes people have to sell; they're desperate. But we want to discourage them from selling land there Eretz Yisrael. And also, if they do have to sell, it's at least they should try to buy it back, to ransom it back. So because of that, the Tikkun So he said over here, so it sounds like it's a draw bottom That's what it sounds like. Bigmar's is going to correct this, but it sounds like if you have to sell your field to a guy in there to throw, the rabbi said, you know what, you should have, you should buy back the amount of produce, the Bikurim you give from the Shevaminim, you should buy it back from them to bring it to, to the base of Miggosh to bring the Bikurim, in other words, you have to buy that back with no gain to you, other than doing the mitzvah. As we'll see later on, Bikurim is a mitzvah on the land that it has. To, you have to take the first fruits of the land; have to be brought to the base of Mikdash. And it's not a question of chumus and, uh, and Miser. Example: Miser, you only have to give. The Gemara going to say later on if you want to eat the food. Let's say you have a lot big field and you don't harvest it. You have to give Miser only if you're going to eat it you're not going to eat it, you can just leave it. You don't have to give to him some isers uh, if, if you're not going to eat it. But because we have to give anyway. So here he says, look, if now there's another girsa that says, uh, if you look in the, um, in the uh, in the Meshach, it says, is if you buy a field from a guy, this look in the side, and Yisrael buys it back from him, even though the guy owned it, but there's a Chiyab on the buyer to give it. The idea is the same, that Eretz apparently retains its kadusha That's what it sounds like. Ah, but he says Nei Olam. Metikun Olam sounds like it's only because of Tikhan Olam, not really because it retains its kadusha and has to give it from it rather, so that you shouldn't, like Rashi says, what's the Tikhan Olam mean? That you shouldn't sell your fields to Goyim. And if you do, you're desperate and you have to sell it. You try to buy it back to get the, to get the bad lands back from, from the Goyim. Like people are doing here, buying lands back from the Arabs in the old city, wherever, near the old city, around your et cetera. Amar Abbas. So that's what the that's what the uh, Mishnah said. So here in today's talk, we're going to have two famous famous machlokas. The first machlokos is: Does a guy acquisition in of land in Eretz Yisrael is that acquisition exempt from Isis? Does it exempt from Isis? So um, now it doesn't mean that there's no Kedush at all. Uh, the the Chazon Nation, and others talk about that that it's uh, you know for example that, that things that are uh, arla and things like that still apply. And it does have kedusha, but in terms of Tremers does it apply? So Raba gives you the first. Raba holds, even if a guy buys the land, it still has kedusha. So let's say a, a, let's say a guy bought land. It was fallow when he bought it, and he fertilized it, and he seeded it, and he grew some produce, and he's got a big bumper crop over here, and he sells that crop to the Jew. He says, "Wait, well, wait a minute. He sold. It was the guy's uh, produce, right? It was the guy's produce. Is there a chib and or not?" He says, "There is. Ain' Still a Of course, the guy doesn't have a chib himself to give miser, but if you buy that produce, you have to give miser because the kedusha is retained. Ain' The guy's acquisition does not exempt it from Miser shemera. Based on the pasuk kiliyah aretz, Hashem says the land is always mine. It's always mine. What does that mean? The kedusha, is retained." If a guy buys land in Eretz he's allowed to do whatever you can build up in the land. He can dig uh, pits and ditches and caves. He can do whatever you want. That you're allowed to do. But the chi of Maiz remains. How do we know these? HaShemayim is, is gods. And the land was given to B'nai Adam. Even the guy, they could do that land. That's Rabba's opinion. That the kedusha, as far as Maizr goes, is retained. Again, it's only if you want to eat it. But the question is if a Jew buys a guy's produce in Eretz Yisrael that the guy produced on his land, you have a miser? Rabbi He says, no. The guy does have ownership in the land so that the, his miser is exempted. That, that you don't have to, if you bought the produce from a guy, you don't have to give terms to my To Goncha, your grain, not the grain that was grown by God. He's the opposite. He says, but he doesn't have the right to dig it up and dig pits and ditches and caves and things like that. Hashem owns Eretz Yisrael. He doesn't want the Goi to mess around with it. Pretty strange thing that he can't even dig there. Okay, What's the between Rabba and Rabbelozer? Rabbelozer is very simple. Your grain is not the grain of goyim. Umar but the tanakama that would be Raba would say Umar means the grain that you store, meaning the final product after winnowing, etc. After that, only yours is chayav and not what's produced. Not what's it's produced, but if a Jew bought produce, uh, bought wheat, uh, wheat, barley, whatever, from a Goyim, who grew it in to Yisrael, and then he processed it. Then the Jew processed it. Then the Jew would be hired So, according to Rabbi uh you would be potter, right? Be potter in uh, you would be. I'm sorry, according to yeah, according to according to Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar holds that if a guy grew it, you're potter, period. Whereas Tanakamarabba says, no, in other words. It's it's only it's it goes by who, who final produced the land. The fact that the guy owned it does not does not exempted from Trumasomais. All that counts is who processed it, who processed the food. Even if the guy owned it, but you bought it from him and you processed it, you're high from According to Rabalazar, no, if a guy grew it, it's potter, patri from So We have this machlokas, rabba. So it's a famous machlokas. Yesh Kinyan Lavhravan um lavki Oh ein oh to uh, to, uh, to uh, exempt from Miser. so raba says says that's Rabba. so Rabba says what's my proof that a guy cannot a guy's ownership does not exempt the land from Kiev of meiser like compare. Like compare we know is is free for the poor, right? That's like you should pay it from your field. Let's say, if it belonged to a guy, you have a What do you mean, a and miser? What are you talking about? The guy doesn't give miser. This is Elim Kane Hifka, unless the guy was mafka. What's the case here? Even with Israel, if, it, if the land belonged to a, like a was from a Jewish owned property, but like, and a guy gathered it, this is Hifka. What do you mean? It's, it's not, it's, it's chive and miser. Unless you're a mafkid, a If it's a, if it's a Jew's land and he and he left like a pay in the field, uh, it's already Mufka. What do you mean? It's only it's high and miser unless he was mafkid. If it was a Jewish land, it was already hefker. El Abdi must be got to belonged to a guy, but like Teneh a Jew gathered it. A Jew, a Jewish poor person. So a guy is not higher basically in like a shikunpey. But if he left like a shikunpey, then a Jew gathered it. Right time. The Jews chayv meiser time why because it belonged to a Time timer the hifker because he was mafkred hello hifker but if he wasn't mafkred he what do you mean if a guy owned the land and he left uh, left food for the poor over there he says the poor person the poor Jew who gathered it has to give meiser unless the guy was mafkred potter from meiser we learn on took from meiser but if he wasn't mafkred you have to give meiser what do you mean give meiser it was owned by a guy. it was a goyish land. That shows you that even a guy owns the land, but if a Jew got the produce from that land, you're chayv a meiser. That's a proof to Rabba that ain't king of the kavim be'er tzolof meiser. A guy's ownership does not exempt it from meiser, as you see over here. If this Jew picked up uh, food, free food that the guy left him, um, and um, uh, and the guy was not mafkurit, he, he wasn't mafkur, but he, did, he allowed the Jew to gather some. He wasn't he didn't make it hefker chayv and meiser. Why? Because a guy's ownership does not exempt from my source. Approved to Rabbah. Really was a Jew's, but like ten of the and a guy gathered. It was a Jew's land. It wasn't a guy's land. Would have come and have Mafkir come. Sorry, Mafkir. No, he's Mafkir. died to Israel. It's only Mafkir for Jews. I died to the Chabad. Mafkir is not Mafkir for a That's what we're saying over here. That it's it's it really is Jewish owned, like it should compare, which is Hefker for like, Mafkir for Jews. and not Mafkir for a It's not totally Hefker, and therefore. Therefore, we say if a guy gathered it and then you bought it from him, it'd still be and miser because it wasn't mufker for uh for the guy. And therefore, and therefore yeah, the reason you're is because it was Jewish. It wasn't, oh my god. And our question is if a guy owns land and it's so and grows produce there, is it and meiser or not? So that's what Robert said. Robbins tried to bring proof from there, but we said no, it could be speaking more where the, where the land was owned by Jews? The guy took the took it and he basically the Guy gathered it up. And it wasn't mufkira for him, so if he sold it now to another Jew, a Jew would have to give maaser unless unless um, unless you were mafkira for everybody, and he wasn't mafkira. So the that answer is he was only for the Jews. It wasn't mufker for the If the goy, if the Jew was mafkira for everybody, then it would be pater from Tashma, now we're going to try to bring a proof against Raba. Raba said that A Jew bought a field from a goy. Before it grew a third, notice the chiv maaser is only when it grew a third. Okay, so a Jew bought a field from a guy before it grew a third. Then he he sold it. Yisrael bought it from a guy, before it grew a third, and then Then he sold it back to him after it grew a third. Now uh, he sold it back to him after it grew a third. Now, if he, 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 he uh, threw it, he grew it back, right? Throw it back to the guy after it grew a third. Now, um, so we say over here, you saw again, you saw Shalaka the Chazar and he sold it back to the guy after, after it grew a third. Why is it Chayv Because it grew a third, and there was just of the, goi, of the Jew. And in other words, obviously the goi is not going to give Miser, but the Jew is to give meiser. The Jew or whoever has the produce, either the Jew sold it to him or the other Jew buys it from the guy. Subsequently, it's chayv is really untrue. true chayv ma'aser is just chayv and meiser when the Jew bought it. It's chayv, I mean, only if he was only if only if what it was chayv because it grew a third in the riches of the Jew. Lo nas chayv But if it didn't go a third in the in the of the Jew, if it grew a third when in the riches of the guy. In other words, if the, if the Jew had not bought it from the guy before it grew a third and then grew a third in the reshess of the Jew, had it grown a third in the reshess of the guy, it's mashma, that it he wouldn't be chai Miser. What do you mean? According to Rabba, the guy's ownership does not exempt it from miser. It's mashma that what? That a guy's ownership does exempt it from Meiser. It says, doesn't say anything about Eretz it. here. This was in this this acquisition, this the double, the sale and the sale back Took place in Syria. David Amelech went out on his own. He, he went out on his own. He, it, was a, it was a personal uh, conquest, not, uh, not a general conquest authorized, but for all the Jews. Therefore, Syria is not considered Eretz Yisrael. That's why, if it grew, a, if it grew, if, it, if the stuff, if the produce grew a third in Syria, in the hands of a guy, it would be pata from Mysore. It was, was chayiv and ma'aser midrabbanan. If it grew a third in a Jewish in Jewish-owned hand, he'd have to give Meisr. If it grew a third in Goishans, you're not But if grew a third in Eretz Yisrael, if it wasn't in Syria, Rabbah would maintain that you're still chayiv and Miser. Obviously, the Goy is not going to give Meisr, but if you buy the produce from him, you would have to give Meisr. Tashma, another proof against Rava. Yisroba the this is a Mishnah we just had, in, in, in the Golem also. Tashma, Yisroba of he says on the side, it's in Chulan and Eretz. I just had it in, in, in Mishnahis and is Mishnah, in, in the Golem. Let's say uh, we're assuming now that it's an Eretz Yisrael. A Jew and a guy went into a partnership. They bought a field together, right? Bought a field together. Now, what about the produce? A guy, a guy's produce apparently is not chayiv and meiser. That's what we're saying now. A Jew's is. So, what about the produce? When the produce grows in Eretz Yisrael, each kernel of grain that grows, according to Rebbe, rabbi is that each kernel is partly tettle, the part that's owned by a Jew and partly khum, the part that's owned by a guy right Therefore Rebbe says therefore what do you do with this? if it if the produce right even when they split it up, every grain is part and part. So what the Jew has to do is give two months of spicececes from that same stuff in that same uh, bag of produce so that uh, so that he's giving he's giving tumor Mises from Tevo, from, you know, from his own Tevo on Tevo. You can't do it, you can't give much Mises from, from here on something else or on something else on it, because if you give it from something else on it, you're giving from Kiev on Miser, from real Tevo on this, which is part and part. Or if you give Tevo, from the, uh, Tevo if you give uh, from this to Miser on something else, you give him an actuality because every grain is partially Tevo, partially fluent. You can't give Tumus Mises, yeah. that having to Tevil over here right or, And he has fellow over here right that he can take that's right over here that's right on that that's there. right so But over I here cuz over here right he because there yeah. and he has his Not the guy. he has a tevil so he can take from over there right no, but he can't because each grain over here like eventually the, the every grain has partially tevel partially flowing cuz it's part cuz it's partnership like split it up now let's say he split it up when they split it up as we'll see, Rebbe doesn't hold the braver so he holds each grain is still partially tevel, partially chulen. So if you take grain from here, from this partial, we'll call it the, the mix, the mixture, and give it on regular tevel, part of this is already pater. Part of this is already pater, because it's chulen. Okay. So you can't give pater on chulen, and you can't give from chiv on this. doesn't work. You have to give from chiv on chiv. You can't both give. Of chiv. Bad, both of them have no Not both of them. The, I have other grain that I, I bought it together with the guy. I'm the good Jew, and I, and I, I split it with my partner, the guy. And I have this, this uh, mixture over here, and I have other stuff that's, that's higher and nicer. If I give from this on that, no good. Why? Right? Because someone's but. And if I give from that on this, it's all no good. We're not talking about the guys. The guys doesn't care. The guy doesn't care about it. Sure. Okay. Uh, he has a. The guy has a, a mixture of Poland cool and. The and the, we don't and care the, about, the sure about the guys. The point. guys is not important. We're not looking at the guys. We're talking about if the Jew, if the Jew gets it from a guy, or the Jew splits it with the guy. I'm the partner. Or the guy sells his whole mixture to some other Jew. With it, what that Jew has to do is give from from the mixture on the mixture. Can't give it from this mixture on Tevo or Tevo on this, because then it, that, that wouldn't work. Now, that's Rabbi's opinion. Leal says no. right? What he says is like this, and I'll tell you what we do. What happens? There's a mixture, right? It, Rebbe says, every grain is partially tevel, partially The Rabbanon say, no, it's a mixture now. The whole thing is mixed up together. But after they split it up, the Jews is chayev, te- is, is tevel, and the guys is chulen. In other words, you say, brera, igloi milsim afreya, that the part that was going to be given to the Jew is Tefel. And the part that was going to go to the guy is he doesn't have a chayav. He's not chayav in tevel. Machlokis is only what that says. Breira. In other words, when it's split up, it's determined. It's it's like you say that retroactively, it was determined that what the Jew was going to get is chayav in Tebo. Is that is is, uh, is tebo. And what the guy is going to get is not Tebo because he's a guy. So that's what Rabbi says. And the Rebbe says, no, we don't hold the breira. When they when they owned it together, every grain was a mixture. You can't change that, and therefore every grain is still a mixture. that's machlokus. come back so nicer. Why don't you say that the goy's uh, the 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 what, everybody holds that a guy's uh, ownership next tziur takes away from Because you say tevel What do you mean tevel Why just because a goy owns it is a chulen. It's still chayv and It's still chayv and It's still, nice. still tevil. LMI you see over here. That everybody holds at what And that you see it from here that whether it's Revi or shemimulio a guy's ownership in Eretz Yisroel takes away from the chiyav of Miser. otherwise it wouldn't be called chulin that's why it's called chulin the part that belongs to a guy if 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 a guy's ownership would take away the um, would not take away the chiyav of Meisr, then it's all Tebel. what's the problem over here again this case is not in Eretz Yisrael. that's what rabbi will say rabbi will say that in Eretz and a guy's ownership does not take away from the Kiev of Meiser. This is speaking about in Surya. So again, this is his answer. But again, Rabba maintains his ground based on the psukim that a as ownership does not take away from the Kiev of Meiser. And, and uh, Rabba Lezer says that it does take away. Toshma. What about our Mishnah? Our Mishnah says if you sell your field to a guy, and I'm talking about in Eretz Yisrael. Here we're talking about it. You sell your field to a guy, you must buy from him back the Bikurim and give it. What's the Tikkun Olam? What do we say in the Mishnah? Michael, it was just when you walked in, we said that Rashi in the Mishnah wasn't Tikkun Olam. In other words, so that you shouldn't be accustomed to selling your fields to Goyim and Eretz Yisrael. And if you do, you'll at least make an attempt to buy it back, to ransom it. So, so what do you say? They take It's only rabbanon. If you sell your field to a guy in Eretz Yisrael, you should buy back the bikurim, buy back the produce from the give bikurim, so that they encourage you to keep it. They take an olam. It arises love, but not it arises. They know it's that the field doesn't really not really chayev. If if the Jew if the guy bought the land, it's not chayev bikurim, maaser, etc. Amar Rashi and and Rashi explains over you have to buy it back. You chayev to look at Rashi explains because. Uh, you, you, what does that mean? Because Miraraisa, you know, you're putter. Now, what does that mean? The fact that you have to buy back the Bikurim is either a Drabun or a daraisa. Doesn't say you have to buy it back to give mycer, Because I said before, Meiser, you only have if you want to eat it. If you want to sell, if you want to, if you want to take it, you want to, you want to give it to somebody else. You want to sell it to somebody else. If you want to sell it or eat it, then you have Meiser. But if you just leave it in the hands of the guy, you're not having it. But Bikurim is a have to give it. If there's if the land is is uh, has Kedusha to it and there's no um and owning it by a guy does not take away its Kedusha, so you would you would have to uh, bring bikorm anyway. And here he says, why do you bring is only? Because there are bonan, it's only taken a old they take an old, it's not I mean it's mashma that it loses its Kedusha. again, a kasha on Rava. um ravashi a I'll tell you what, no, it's really the rice. It wasn't, it's not that it's a chiyav drop on because the guy owns the land and therefore it's a chiyav a guy's ownership does not take away the chiyav of mice, does not take the chiyav of if you want to eat it, it's not take away the chiyav bikur in any case, So there's a bikurim mechay to give whether you're going to eat it or not, but it's really the raisa. so what's what's up, they it all, it all but they were two, mikara, have a mice mid originally, when they sold the field to a guy, they would buy it back, they would buy the the bikurim part back to give it to bikurim, mid the chazal to come make grievous of, once they saw that the rabbi saw that the Jews would okay, since they would buy the bikurim back, they saw that on occasion when they needed it, uh, needed money, they would sell it to the guy, the subject of Shosiah Kaiman. Not a big deal to sell the field to a guy, it stays Kedush anyway. Yes, he has the ownership now, he has the tofas arba, he has the document and all that, but it stays the Kedush. I still buy back the bikurim, not so bad. Takinu, the Lelasa, so they saw that. You know, people were people were accustomed to sell their fields to gun because it stays as the kadusha. They didn't want the, the rabbis didn't want the Jews to do that. So they said, you don't know want don't bring bikurim. If you sell to go, don't bring bikurim. I'm going to rise, so you have to bring bikurim. They said, don't don't bring bikurim. So people will feel that by selling it to a guy, that's it. It loses its kadusha. Even the once the rabbis saw afterwards the mandalo Sagula, the one who didn't have enough money, meaning the one who was forced to sell, would sell anyway to go because they needed money. Mitzvah become m'shakim Now they would sell it and they wouldn't even bring bikurim, and it would just say it would just say permanent, stay permanently in the hands of the goyim. How did they? We're talking again. The lice they should bring bikurim to encourage them to, to let them know it still has kedusha. You should buy it back. That was that was the point. So it was a double takana. It was really a daraisa. Then they said, don't bring it. Don't bring bikurim. Because this way you'll feel, uh don't bring bikurim, so you, you should be discouraged from uh, from selling to the guy, right? So you should think that the kedusha is gone. But people said so they saw so anyway. They they sold it anyway. They sold it anyway to the guy because they needed money and they weren't bringing bikurim. So the Rabbi said no, doctor, go back. Bring bikurim. We're going back to the original daraisa. So bring bikurim, so you should realize that it's a that it's still a kedusha, and perhaps you'll be just, you'll be encouraged at least to buy the field back. All right, so that so we have this machlokus between mm-hmm. Rabba and Rabba Lazar, whether Yeshkin Lav Khuman Barriss gave me de or not. Rabba says, Rabba says, and apparently that's the alocha, any king loving Khavenberg Sralaf gave me de Even if a guy had land and I destroyed and he grew produce and you bought it from him, you bought the produce you high It not. Now we have another famous machlokus that we have throughout Jas, but we can elsewhere. Let's say you sell your field for Paris. You sell it like this. I'm selling you, it's like a leasehold. You know what, um, I'm, get, I'm giving you a five or a 10 year lease that you can work the land and keep the fruits. After five or 10 years, I get the field back, right? I get the field back. Now we're speaking about at a time when there was no Yovel, because if there was Yovel, it's coming back anyway, right? Yovel means it goes back anyway. Every, in Yobel, every sale is a temporary sale. Just you get to use the land till the Yobel, and that's it. But let's say in a time when there was no Yobel, like now when there's no real Yobel, and you sell your field for five or 10 years. Question is, does the purchaser, does he is he consider like he owns the land so that he's made, when he brings Bikurum, he reads the Pesukim, because the Pesuk says, uh, when you, you, you're supposed to bring from your land. From your land so says maybe when you bring the Bikurim, you also read the psukam you have to cover you have to read the psukam why because uh, the land it's considered yours right um, so the question is right like rash says it's so it's like Aguf. so you have to read the P'sukum. It says the do you own the land is it yours? Rabbiakan says yes, yeah, like you own the land. Maybe Kore, you read the Psukman, because if you have a lease on the land for five or ten years at least for the payrus, it's like you own the land. And you read the psych, shakesha, maybe ainakuri. You know, so there's famous machlokis rachas. Srab, maybe core, because he owes kiny payers, kingy gufdomi. Owning the payrus is like it's like you own the uh, the land itself. Shaksha maybe ain't core, king veslak kinya gufdami. It's not like you own it, and therefore you have to bring the kuram, but you don't read the psukam. Hey, so owls what? Maybe Kore Kus King of Paris is good. As Bishlakash, it says, Ulibey Secha, right? It says Basamahta Bhotabum sevasamacham khotoato ula baysecha. Basecha is your wife, and I'm sure Maybe Kuri Ishto. His wife brought land into the property, into the marriage. As bring the core from that land too, even though it's not his. What does a man have on his wife's property as the right to eat the Paris during their marriage, right? That's the same thing. It's not his land, it's hers. So if here we maybe Bikuri Ishto Bekori reads it. Because the, the prosok of Hashanah uh, of, uh, Sakli goes on that too, on his, on his wife's property. That shows you kenya perishes Ken kenya because that doesn't really own the land. He only owns the on So says that's shiny husband. That's different by the wife. The civil of a There you have a special posok. Ule secha. Your wife's property is included. It's like yours. But somebody else's property that you just have a lease on, not. Can, I mean, some say that it's the other way around. Rishlech has turned the tables on the delkan from that very self-same prosok. And your wife maybe This is even your wife, right? Right There it says there's a special puzzle. but normally, if it's not your wife's, maybe you're maybe you don't uh, you don't read, it's not, it's not considered uh oh. says no, it's exactly it. Rabbi Yochanan says from the fact that Ulav says Secha, your wife's produce, you also have to bring Bikurim, and Koray shows you that King of the Perish is you. but Shlokish says, no, that's, that's an exception. It says your field and your wife's, but if it's somebody else, it's not. It's question how you He was on the road, bringing the Bikurim of his wife. He heard that his wife died. His wife died. Who inherits a wife in the Torah? The husband. The husband here it's a right the Mesa, you should hear his wife died maybe the Koray. he could bring it, bring it in. Mesa Ain low Mesa oh only if he only if she died Masha, if she didn't die he wouldn't be Koray. that's mash right if she didn't die it's hers so what do you see over here that if it's it's in his wife's if his wife said she didn't die you wouldn't you wouldn't be Koray. Mashma that even though it says lo just the opposite not only somebody else but even his wife she wouldn't be kari why because because kine peresh lafkihi and guf dami says Gemara right so he says shemayis yarsha ukan guf akar and then he brings otherwise he would who did not forget even if he didn't die also also uh, he would be made kari who may even if she died I might think if she died I might think that uh, if, that if she died he shouldn't be married with korei, because of Yosef Rechonina Stakon, Yosef but from let's say you gather the fruits, and and he sent them with a shliach there, so may and the shliach died, but maybe get a korei, whoever picks it up from there, brings it, but it's not korei, why The one who takes them, and the one who brings them in, must be one person. If it's a different person, he's not maybe because he brings it, but he's not korei. So I might think over here also, if his wife died, Maybe he shouldn't be kari because it's similar to a. Uh, the, the, he was on the way, and, and uh, it's similar to that. Even though he he brought him, his wife died. But he might be gozer if, like the dies and some of the other things that it's like them. He should be, and and you wouldn't be kari kamashmol. You're not worried about that. You don't make that zera. So, but it doesn't make any difference whether it's mason Mesa, in Mesa low He's asking a Kashmir over there, like um, that versus has got to bring uh, one person has to do, has to Marshall one, one that it's not a problem um in other words he's is why you there and you're he himself brought them <laughs> So we give yourself so no the shliach and he brought the kiddushes over here that you're not there because of the case of a shliach, but, uh, but 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 uh, the kasha apparently was that even if you see that if, even if it's even if it's bringing his wife's uh, he's not korei even though it says well beisachad ashleikori so you see that if you don't own it yourself if it's kinyan of payers it's lach uh, kinyan of guftam because not Yes, that that uh, it's not Kare. The answer is no. Even whether his wife died or she didn't die, he uh, he still uh, is Kore. The, the only reason over here where the wife died, you might think it goes there because of a case where the Shliach died. much more not goes Vazetamayu. So the who say over here that if you have a King of Paris, meaning you sold you 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 bought the land, let's say for five or ten years, you have a lease on the land. Is it considered, Rav says, that the Kenyan you have is like Kenya Aguf, and you would be made for the curve, and Vishalak says not, they go according to their own reasoning. Let's say not, nah, you didn't buy it, you didn't have a lease, you just sold your field during Yovel. Now during Yovel, it's going to go back. Rabbi Yekhan says, maybe the right? The person who bought it, right? The person who bought the field, he brings Bikurim and he reads it because it's like he owns it, right? paris. You own the land only temporarily to Yobel. It's the only of the kenyan papers You don't really own the land. So we have the same machlokas when, you, when somebody sold a field or bought a field during Yobel. And the same thing when you bought a field not during Yobel, which is the lease for five or 10 years or for whatever. Why do you have to have machlokas in both cases? It's obvious. It's commercial occasion. Over there, says he only bought it for a lease. There Rishlokish says the key, when you bought the land for five or ten years, a lease, you knew you are only going to get the pay. So You know you don't really own the land. You just have a lease for five years. So there you don't really own it. But when you bought it, you bought the field it was an outright sale, except when Yovel is only, it goes back at, at Yobel. So when you bought the field, your intention was to own the field. Aim a motor, maybe he's robbing up, maybe he's motor. From there, Kenya Pharisees getting another dummy. Kamash won't know that he's not motor. That be it, and if you tell me the case of Yobel, Bahaka Marifa, the Arab says that Kenya Pharisees getting a good because he bought the land. Okay, I have to give it back to Yobel, but I really bought the land with the intention of owning the land. When you only bought it, when you only had a lease for five or ten years, aima a motor. I'm thinking of these motor to a you said Kenya Pharisees lost. Kamash will that they argue in both cases. Toshma Hakona Elon. Let's say you bought a tree, and its land. maybe the You bring it and you coreate, right? So here you see you bought land and what? And and a field, maybe the Even though you bought the land, even though it's gonna go back in yovel, you still have three cards. So proof to that king of Paris is So Maybe it's speaking about when there is no yovel. When there is no yovel, that's a different story. When there's no Yobel, but no, no, if you can't prove it. You can't uh, prove it from from uh, there. You bought here you bought the field. Whereas, where did Rishluckish say when there's no yoga that the commercial is laptop me? When you bought it only for a lease, when you bought it, you only bought it for five or ten years. But of uh, Rishlukish Moda, when I mean, Yobel is not knowing, like Ms. Manasan, and you bought the land, you know, when you bought the land, of course, then, then it's maybe required because it's your land. Tashma But let's say you bought two about two, two trees in a field, you don't get you don't own the field, you only own the trees. Uh, maybe may be in a kore. If you only bought two trees, you bring fruits from the trees, but you don't be because you don't own any land. but if you bought three trees, then you get land with it automatically, maybe the koray. So here you see that you bring the you have to you have to bring fruits, even though you only own the land till yovel. It's a proof for, to Rabbi against Rishlagash. Again, we're speaking when there's no yovel. Rishlagash does not argue; he only argues with, with the Rabbi when it's yovel. So you, the land's going to go back, or you'll have a lease for five or ten years. But when there's no yovel, and you bought the land, then he would agree. That's mevuchari. The Domer of Kisra said the Machlokas is only be yovel Shaney. When yovel started, you know the first time things are around, nobody knows how it's going to work. When, when the first time they had yovel, they said, you know, yovel give it back. Really? Am I going to get it back? So the first yovel, they didn't really. They weren't so sure they we're going to get it back. The machlokas is only be when they know it's going to come back. Oh, once the once the, you know, the first yoba passed and they know they knew that it's going to come back, they were confident of it. So you know it's the only other of the payrus liyovel. Machlokas is be Everybody agrees maybe Biko, right? Everybody agrees that maybe Bikari because the first in the first yovel historically the first yobel, you had a, you were Kori because you really thought you were going to keep the like, They didn't rely on the fact that they're going to get the field back. So you could say, look, from these last two cases of the you don't have to say that speaking about this you could say that that was Bisman in the first in album The first yelp was not because people didn't really believe they're going to get the land back. Then the purchasers didn't know they're going to have to give it back, and the owners didn't think they're going to get it back. But the overshade, that's different. The other those are in the Rishon's maybe kari, but in the second Yobel, even when there was Yovel, when there was Yobel, uh Lakish will answer, uh the Shani is maybe Bainakari because the land's gonna go back. Lamikatan, we'll pick up from here tomorrow, Shem, on Monday. Have a good week. Shabotaba.